Hello, and welcome to episode 115 of Below the Fold, where some of the best content is just a scroll away. Today's conversation, thought leadership. Where does it belong? Let me throw down some introductions. We've got Nate Birch in the studio, SEO manager at MapR Technologies. That's me. Brandon Hassler, founder and CEO of Market Campus. What is up, my man? Paxton Gray, director of marketing operations at 97th floor. Hola, buenos dias. And I am Jacob Perry, digital marketing manager at Myriad Genetics. Before we get started, let me mention this episode's sponsor. It's Self-Publishing University. They are the go-to resource for learning how to successfully publish and profit. They offer a step-by-step resource that covers the entire publishing process from beginning to end, and they're great for beginners and seasoned professionals. Brandon, why don't you set up the conversation and take it away? So this is actually a personal dilemma that I have been dealing with with Market Campus. We are a obviously very small startup, and I've been wanting to get my name. We've talked about link building in the past, guest posting, and the value and the brand value that it brings. So the, the dilemma that I have and from conversations I've had with other people here in the area, it seems like a, a similar dilemma. Those, those really good uh, pieces that we put together, maybe it's the CEO of the company or the, you know whoever's the, the, the thought leader in the company, they put together this really good piece, usually about the industry that they're in. The, the question is, is, do we put this on our own blog and you know with the idea that we're going to get social shares and links and whatnot, or do I contact my friend at VentureBeat and get it published on there where I'm going to get way more eyeballs on it and you know I get the link back, which is always a nice little uh, SEO perk there. And so that's one, and that's really a, kind of the direction I want to go is should our company blogs be more so just company updates? I mean, we can still post our resources and like good, you know, static content. But when it comes to thought leadership, which usually takes a lot of time and effort and it's a great branding tool, should that still go in your blog or should we be sending that out to different publications? So before anyone answers, I want to throw it back on Brandon. What is your answer to your question? <laughs> so my current opinion, and this will be interesting because I, I see both sides. The way I lean right now is because we're so small, I feel like if I put together a really good content piece, I would be able to get way more exposure on a publication like TechCrunch or something with a, with a good, solid niche audience because we don't have you know hundreds or thousands of people going to our blog and thought leadership pieces, unless they are absolutely amazing and you are someone who's super influential, nobody's going to link back to my post. And, you know, I might get some social shares, but I'd rather get that piece out in those bigger uh, blogs. So I lean towards thought leadership stuff, throw that out on different third party websites to get in front of different audiences. Is Wrong. That, is that? <laughs> uh, we'll get Boy, to you in a, a second. What a, what a dummy. <laughs> Do you say that, well, first of all, thought, if, if the post is really, really, really great, you said that you don't think people will link to it or maybe even see it. Well, it depends. Like if it's a re like resources, uh, Moz, Moz's algorithm change, uh, algo history, whatever they call it. That's an awesome resource that should absolutely live on Moz.com and you throw it in open site explorer. They get a ton of links. The perfect example of someone who's really good at this is Gary Vaynerchuk. He rarely posts on his own blog. Like they'll help, they'll have some cool resources they throw together, like how to use Twitter effectively. 
but he's always on. He's on Medium one day. He's on Venture Beat the other day. Entrepreneur uh, one day. And so it's really cool to, and I think that kind of helps with your guest posting ability to say, yeah, I've written for this, 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 which helps with your overall content marketing. So I see, again, I'm not, I I see advantages to both. So I'd be curious to see what you guys say. I know Paxton, it sounds like is against (laughs) it. So I'm curious to hear his opinion on that. I want to know why he thinks you're a big dummy. (laughs) (laughs) No, I definitely see where you're coming from. I've been, you know, I've seen those sites that no one's reading and they're just, it's a big empty room and they're just talking to nobody. So I've seen that and it can be frustrating. So I don't think that going to other websites and posting really good content is a bad strategy. Definitely. If, if your only alternative is just being on your blog and talking to no one else, but yourself, then by all means post stuff on other blogs. The way I view a good strategy for this, especially for new sites and people that are trying, trying to build their credibility is Take your best content, your best post, your most thought-provoking provoking piece, put that in your blog, especially the pieces that are really long. They could potentially target many, many keywords and, and let that earn a lot of SEO uh, traffic for you, not just now, but in the future, once your site becomes more and more authoritative, that piece is going to live there forever and could potentially earn a lot of traffic down the road. And I'm talking about evergreen content, not something that's like, a flash in the pan, but something that would be useful five, 10 years from now. You want that stuff to live on your site because it's going to earn a lot of traffic down the road when you're in a different place than you are now. So I think of it as kind of an octopus. You have the head of the octopus, right? Uh, That's the meaty content that goes on your site, but then you have the tentacles and that's putting content on other people's website, but it's not your best. It's good, but it's not the best piece you've ever written in the sense that it's not the most in-depth in depth or comprehensive. However, where it lacks depth and comprehension, you link back to the original source, uh, this big study or this big thought piece that you wrote that lives on your blog. And in that sense, you can have pieces that are maybe smaller, but they have depth because they're linking out to this really great resource, which allows you to get on good quality publications because they still have thought-provoking elements it just happens that to get more of that, they have to link back and go to your website. And in that sense, you can also drive more traffic to your website. So when I think about uh, quality content, for me, there's two different buckets. There's the one bucket where you have blog posts. And then you, the other bucket where you have, for example, the tools that Moz created, where it showed the, the Flux and SERP and, and those type of tools, there's a lot of development into it. And yes, of course, you want that big type of content to oh, yeah. live on your 100%. site. 100%. That has to be your core asset. So even if you have, say you have zero audience, you need those pieces, you need those evergreen evergreen tools and, and pieces to live on your site. But the, the question that I propose is, what percentage of the audience do you actually have? I mean, right now, if, going back to Paxton's example, if, if you're posting on, on an empty page with no viewers, your content does no good. But you do want to plan for the eventuality that your evergreen content does start to get traction and that's where i think you take blog posts and and i do think you i think i still think you can send some of your best blog posts and put them on a site that for example has a large community of people that are in your same interest that are your audience because there's not really much of any other well you can do paid but it's really difficult to pull the audience without that type of content if you can't give value to other people 
then why are they initially attracted to your site in the first place? You need to be able to provide value, like like Gary Vaynerchuk is, providing immense value to all the people that he wants to target. I mean, he wants to do marketing for a lot of businesses, so what does he do? He creates a lot of really good content on their platforms, on their pages, and then when people resonate with what he's saying, he is pulling the audience from that platform and from that site onto his. And then they're going to research, well, what, what type of services does he have available? What type of products does he have available? What can he do for me? And I think if you don't do that, if you don't also don't have the audience poll already, what percentage of the audience do you actually have, then you can fall flat even with your best of content. Your best of content then would potentially never get the eyeballs that it deserves. That's a great point. I want to kind of shift a little bit. Brandon came to us at the very beginning with a question and a problem that he's having. He's not sure which direction that he should go on his own site, Market Campus. I'd like to maybe take a minute and as supposed experts in digital marketing, I'd like to dissect his problem specifically for him. So for Market Campus, which is a digital marketing boot camp, where should his content go specifically? Now, Brandon, if you want to reiterate your original strategy, you thought it would be better to take your content elsewhere and then kind of marrying that with Nate's point of it's fine to put your content out there, but eventually that content you're putting out there is going to generate traffic. And if that traffic comes to your site and there's nothing there for them to consume, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. No? Yeah? Mm-hmm. So... I can we just take a minute or two maybe each and give our own input as to this specific question should Brandon for his business market campus create really great content and where should that go for him? And maybe I'll start with Brandon to ask what is the goal for the content you're creating for your website? Uh, I'd say the two, I mean, the biggest goal is just getting the exposure out there. Um, It's much like when we speak for marketing conferences we're going out there because it's a new, different audience with the hopes of getting, you know, referrals, leads back to our business. So for me, you know, a there there is a there's a link building aspect, obviously, you know, getting something back from entrepreneur.com, venturebeat.com, and again, I'm saying big publications. It's not the only people I'm looking at getting a contributing gig with. But uh, aside from the links, it's yeah, it's just getting out there. Our, our market right now is B2B. So I want to get in front of business owners. I want to get in front of uh, marketing managers, startup founders who have a sweet product, but they have no clue how to market it, market it online. And I think where are all these people hanging out? Well, they're on, you know, this list of websites. So the exposure, I don't know, it's just, I see very little reason to write this really good piece, put it in my blog. Yeah. It might pick up a few links, get a bunch of show, social shares, but when I compare that to getting on to, I'll say VentureBeat again, I don't know why I keep picking that one hypothetically, but I'd much rather get on VentureBeat because I know over 100,000 people could probably read it and it adds validity to my name. I don't care that they go back to my blog and consume content. I want them to come back and sign up for our service. So I'm not really super concerned about them being disappointed in our company updates and our blogs and, and the few resources that we make. So I have two follow-up questions to that. One, are you trying to get... So if you publish this content on VentureBeat... By the way, let's get this guy on VentureBeat, okay? <laughs> if if we if you publish on VentureBeat, you are want you people... Are listening to VentureBeat? Yeah. You better be. Yeah. 
if you get published on VentureBeat, you're hoping people will see your bio and your 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 name is attached to that, and they say, oh, well, Market Campus must be legit. Now I'm going to go purchase their service. So that's that's one option, right? And I and I can see that. The other one is if you publish your content on VentureBeat and you have those links leading back to your site that strengthen your authority. Now people go to Google and type in something like digital marketing bootcamp and your ranking. And in that way, indirectly, they never even see your article on VentureBeat, but they find your business because VentureBeat is raising your authority. That is the traffic or the venue that they go through in order to find your your company. And uh, obviously, there's some authority associated with ranking high on Google as well. Mm-hmm. So that is that's that's what we're talking about is your main goal. One, obviously, it's your bottom line. You want to make money and get more business. So coming back to the original idea that we're talking about thought leadership, right? So where should your thought leadership exist? Is it on your blog or is it on an external site like VentureBeat? And one, are we answering that question? Does advancing Brandon's business, putting content on VentureBeat, answer the question, thought leadership, where should it exist? Well, and I think the third option there, you mentioned the, the second one being someone Googles something like digital marketing courses and market campus r- uh, ranks. What I think may be even better, as much as I would love to rank, you know, number one for that phrase, it would be nice if someone uh, Googled that and then there was an article on a very authoritative magazine like VentureBeat that talked about digital marketing courses. It's a guest post that I wrote. So if you can get that post to rank, which has a much higher chance of ranking than a blog post on Market Campus, because we're such a small company and rare, you know, hardly anybody has heard of us reading it on VentureBeat first and saying, oh, and then checking it out. Oh, yeah, VentureBeat talked about them. I mean, there's so many apps I've downloaded that I would not have otherwise had I not read it on TechCrunch or on one of these websites. It just adds that sense of validity to it. So I see these articles ranking, and I've seen that with clients back when I was uh, at the other agency. I uh, would we'd write articles, and those would rank very well, and then we'd see referrals come through. And I think when you're really small like us, again, this is not the strategy for all big companies. The CEO of Uber could write a thing on their blog and get tons of links because they have a huge name. We don't. So I'm all about who's above us, get on there. And then once we're at that level, then look at who's above us. Then we're looking at Wall Street Journal, New York Times. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. All of a sudden, your goal isn't necessarily to push your product out there, but to educate people on the importance of receiving an education in digital marketing that being the seed that leads them to your website eventually. Yes. Especially since you barely have any competition out there. I think one thing we need to clarify here is what is quality content? Because I think that what you're talking about and what I'm talking about are different when when we talk about what is the good content and where does that go. Please enlighten us. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that when, when you're talking about posting on VentureBeat, I agree that that kind of post should be on VentureBeat. What I'm saying should go on your website are like, these are the the Jerry Maguire memos, right? Like the big, long 2000 word essays on the revolution on education or uh, 100 tips on how you can get an education without ever stepping in university. Like these huge, long pieces that are just like groundbreaking and have never been seen before. That kind of stuff. Don't Don't give that away for free. Like don't give someone else... Like, don't give that to VentureBeat. They need to, you know, give them the stuff like 
here's 10 tips on how to get a free education. Oh, by the way, check out my other post that has 90 more, right? Well, I think, I think Brandon's point is that he's not giving it away for free. He's, he's exchanging it for a hundred thousand views instead yeah, but of my, 10. My point is if you get the, if you have the smaller articles that are still quality, they're just not as in depth that link back to your, then you can still get on VentureBeat and you get the benefit from having the great content on your website. Because what you're doing is you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot five years down the road when you could have been building up your domain authority for the past five years, but instead you were building up other people's domain authority with your awesome content. I think you build the awesome content on your page and then you give your, your readers digest. Exactly. To the venture beat. Exactly. You those are the, them back those, are the, those are the tentacles of the octopus. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so back to the octopus. That's so right. Jacob, I like that. going, going back to your, your initial question, us as digital marketers, what would we do? So quick rundown. I'm going to, I'm going to try to answer the question of who is Brandon's target audience. And from what I've seen, it's potential students who either are put off by costs of current education or they they honestly don't believe they can get the education that they're actually going to use and work. And the second one is, well, you, you need to target the, the, the agencies that are going to be employing these people. And so for me, you have to take the view of what is the entire buyer's journey? What are the tools and, and resources that you can build that are going to attract those people? You create those tools, you create those those thought leadership pieces, and then you spread the tentacles out. You pull people in, you you put those pieces on on the venture beats, on the okay, I hate education reform type of sites where you know that the people that are going to want to take your course will be reading that content, and then you push them into one of your super core assets. Maybe not initially to try to sell them, but to say, by the way, this is my awareness piece of content. So I, I, I know that you have this problem. So now you can say, well, you need to consider where, whether you go for traditional education or whether you go for this, this tech school type of approach. Plus, plus with this approach, you have the ability, what you earn when you put a piece of content on your website is a URL that you can put wherever the heck you want. So you can go onto an article that's already been written, that's already popular on VentureBeat and be like, Hey, this is kind of interesting. Reminds me of this other article I saw on this random website. Oh, this is a mine, right? But direct Comments all value. that traffic that VentureBeat is earning onto your website. And then you do that again for Washington well, Post and New York works? Times. Isn't exactly. That the core of Yeah, Reddit? put it on Reddit, put it on Quora, Absolutely. right? So, and then you can do that for the next five years. Every month, go on, find some places that you can post this link and pimp out your piece of article, your piece of content. Can I just say this is a very monumental occasion when Paxton and Nate agree on something. It is. <laughs> so, Brandon, are you taking notes? I'm taking notes. Good, because this is some really, really great stuff here. So, do you have any other questions, Brandon, that you want answered? Um, I had a thought, man, I keep having brain farts today. You need but... to write them down, man. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I have a question and then it like evolves 10 different times in my head, but... Have, have basically how about in the last 20 minutes when you started the conversation by saying this is kind of what i think i think we should do this has your opinion changed not necessarily well, if anything it's been strengthened because it's allowed me to ponder a little bit let me ask paxton a hypothetical situation here well it's not really hypothetical you recently spoke in milan there's an amazing deck check it out on uh, viral content the questions we should be asking around it why I assume that was probably, I mean, I think it was one of your best presentations you've ever given. It seemed like a lot of time got put into it. 
whether it was you or a designer there, it was very well done. Why would you fly all the way to Milan to give that presentation versus you could easily just start a, you know, a little create a blog post a little or or a little event right here in Utah and say, Hey, get together. I've got this sweet presentation. What were the reasons that you went out to Milan? It's all about the audience. I see, I see where you're going with this, Brandon. I like it. Well, it was because I wanted to go on a trip to Italy. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's 100% the reason why. But you would agree that you got, I mean, it got 90 cent floor, some international exposure. And now people look at you, who does he work for? Oh, 90 cent floor. There's a little bit of validity boost. Yeah, but what I think you're doing here, and I see what you're doing, is <laughs> sneaky. you're flattering my piece of content and saying that that was my best piece. And to be honest, it's my in, in this sense, you could say that my best piece of content is my work, right? Well, which, my which is housed right there at 97th floor. My fear in my specific situation, and maybe you guys can help me answer this, the reason I still lean towards the third-party websites, let's say hypothetically I put together the best blog post I've ever written in my life, and it will be the best blog post I ever will wrote will write. See, that's why I'm not a writer. I can't even <laughs> talk straight. My fear is when I put that on my Market Campus blog with our very limited audience, I feel that the five links we may get back, which five links for a blog post is actually pretty, pretty good. good, right? I feel like it's just going to be from like joesseotips.com and, you know, f- several other websites. Hey, Whereas, I know Joe personally. Yeah, but <clears throat> I'm saying you go out there and you build the links yourself. So I, you go I understand. I'm looking at the links. ROI though. Like I I would think we all agree the, the, the best situation is we're doing awesome thought leadership pieces on third-party blogs and we're producing good content. I'm looking at it as with all the stuff I have going on, mm-hmm. maybe I have time to write like one good post uh, a month. Do I want to risk it and hope that I get a bunch of attention on my blog? Or do I just say, you know what, publish it on this big blog. Uh, I'll let you guys kind of take care of it. I can still promote it and whatnot. That's the way I look at it. I feel like it's like a safer bet with the situation I'm in right now because we're so small. It's a safer bet and the ROI is great. Like I agree. I could work a whole month marketing my post and get links and get social shares, but then I'm spending way more hours and probably more money promoting it to that level of audience that a bigger publication has. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I, I, I think that, uh, one of my downfalls or, or weaknesses is I always just look at a situation and be like, well, obviously the problem is you just need to throw uh, 28 hours in a day at it. And obviously <laughs> that's the solution, right? So using the fact that including the fact that you don't have a, a lot of time to produce this amazing content that will live on your blog. And then these awesome blog posts that are going to go on venture beat, taking that into account, I would say that this is a valid strategy. You're not wasting your time for sure. I just think that it's unfortunate that you won't get the benefit long-term, which is how I usually like live my life. And I like way make my decisions is off of long-term benefit, not necessarily short-term but I realize it's not necessarily always a valid decision when running a business is you need sometimes a quick, quick turnaround. And in which case I'd say this is probably the better strategy. I like that. Hopefully all questions have been answered, although I highly doubt it. Thought leadership, where does it belong? If you could chime in and give your two cents, uh, what would it be? Share with us at belowthefold.io. I want to drop one more line here. There is a spot on belowthefold.io where you can share topic ideas. There's a form at the bottom of the page of every post where we ask you for topic ideas. We'd love to hear from you. 